welcome to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. I'm your host, Yang Pratt, and each week we'll explore ways in which the arts can help you raise a smarter kid. I'll be sharing ways the arts can propel your child's learning and interviewing top artists, educators, and entrepreneurs. These guests will share why the arts are so very important to your child, along with actionable ideas you can easily implement into your already busy schedule. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes and share us with a friend. For extra tips on raising smart kids, head on over to artsmartparenting.com and click on the live tab. Welcome to episode number 32, Art Smart Parents. I'm so glad to have you back with me this week. Have you ever thought about how each and every decision and experience we have was meant to get us to where we are today and to create who we are today? I've been thinking about this very fact all week as it's now been three years since I launched the first iteration of the Raising Smart Kids podcast. At the time, my kiddos were 10 and 7, and I was constantly seeking out opportunities to create and explore the arts with them. The show was originally a solo cast, meaning that I didn't invite guests to the show, so I was the show. Much of what I wanted to share at the time, especially towards the end of the podcast, took the form of family art projects. I explored mediums like photography, creative ways to practice school-based skills like math through art projects, painting, food art, and much more. What I quickly discovered was that it became harder and harder to share projects via audio since many were step-by-step in nature. Even though I had a website for the podcast, it still didn't do justice to sharing these projects. I came to realize that what I wanted to share with my audience at the time required doing video. And quite frankly, I wasn't ready to do video at the time. I didn't want to put myself behind the camera. And so I let the show go. I didn't explain to my audience that it felt that my show was no longer serving them or me. I just stopped posting episodes. Looking back on that experience, I realized that I could have done a way better job explaining why I was ending the show. I could have faced my fear and transitioned to video, but I didn't. My audience deserved better, and I didn't deliver. Well, now it's been 32 weeks since I relaunched the podcast with its new interview-based format. And I have to tell you, it has been such a blast this time around. This time, it's not me on my soapbox and trying to share my message in a medium that didn't work at the time. Now I get to spend time chatting with expert artists, educators, and entrepreneurs that are passionate about the transformative effects of the arts and are literally changing the lives of those around them. These amazing folks are making the world a much more beautiful place in more ways than one. I have pages of personal notes that I've taken from these interviews and I've been able to implement the tips that have been shared into my own life. 
Each guest opens a new door of opportunity, and I cannot imagine my life now without the podcast. It's been hard to believe I get to surround myself with such brilliant people and that I can help them spread their work and their message to the world. I hope you've been finding this podcast of value and would absolutely love to hear your feedback. You can send me an email to young at elcoarts.org and let me know what you think. Okay, okay, enough reminiscing. It's time to get to the meat of today's show and a first for the 2.0 version of the podcast. Today, I'm introducing Family Art Friday on what is Play-Doh Day. Did you know it was Play-Doh Day? I certainly didn't until I was researching topics for the show. I have fond memories of molding and shaping the brightly colored dough. My kids who are now 10 and 13 will occasionally dig out the Play-Doh and they'll spend hours creating. I have to admit that when they do, I'll find a way to play too. Well, since it is Play-Doh Day, there are absolutely no excuses for playing with the stuff yourself. You can head to the store and pick up some tubs or find a favorite recipe on the internet. The bottom line is that today, for Family Art Friday, I challenge you to spend time creating with your kids. No objective, no deadline, no timers. Just you, your kids, and making memories. I found lots of interesting facts and tidbits about Play-Doh in my research. Two of the websites that I found with interesting facts are daysoftheyear.com and mentalfloss. Here are some of the interesting tidbits that I found. Play-Doh was first sold as wallpaper cleaner. People could remove soot and dirt from their wall coverings by simply rolling a wad of the goop across the surface. We might not have Play-Doh if it weren't for Captain Kangaroo. When it was just a fledgling company with no advertising budget, inventor Joe McVicker talked his way into a visit with Bob Keeshan, a.k.a. Captain K., Although the company couldn't pay to be on the show, McVicker offered them 2% of Play-Doh sales for featuring the product once a week. Captain Kangaroo loved the compound so much, he began featuring it three times a week. Since its inception, 2 billion cans of Play-Doh had been sold. If you took all the Play-Doh ever made and rolled it up into a giant ball, it would weigh as much as 2,000 Statues of Liberty. Back when Play-Doh was a household cleaner, the product came in only one color, off-white. By the time it hit stores as a toy in 1955, the colors red, blue, and yellow were available. For quite some time, Dr. Tian Lu had a resume blurb no one else in the world could claim. He was a Play-Doh expert. 
Lou helped perfect the Play-Doh formula for the original company, Rainbow Crafts, and stayed on as a Play-Doh expert when the modeling compound was purchased by Kenner and then Hasbro. Do you want to smell like Play-Doh? Well, now you can. Dementor Fragrance Library worked with Hasbro to make the the fragrance to commemorate Play-Doh's 50th anniversary. Hasbro said the fragrance is, quote, meant for highly creative people who seek a whimsical scent reminiscent of their childhood. When biometric scanners were a bit more primitive, people discovered that you could make a mold of a person's finger, then squish Play-Doh in the mold to make a replica of the finger that would actually fool fingerprint scanners. It wouldn't work with today's sophisticated systems, however. Did you know that there was once a Play-Doh Dr. Drill and Fill? where kids could actually use Play-Doh to fill in cavities? Well, as I alluded to earlier, you're welcome to make your own Play-Doh recipes. The website Mental Floss has several, and I've linked to them on the blog post for this podcast. And did you know that the little guy on the box of Play-Doh is called Play-Doh Pete? He's evolved quite a bit over the years, and back in the early days, the Play-Doh mascot was a somewhat creepy-looking elf. And somewhere in the mid-60s, the mascot morphed into a beret-wearing boy, and he picked up the name Pete. Although his look and style has changed a little over the years, Pete didn't drop the beret until the 1990s, when he picked up a more teenage look and got a cool new baseball cap. Well, there you have it, 10 fun facts for Play-Doh Day. The website Days of the Year said it best. Celebrate Play-Doh Day. Release your inner child, choose your favorite colors, and get creative. As we head into the future, my plan for these new Family Art Friday episodes will not be to give you step-by-step instructions. You'll find plenty of that through a Google search. Rather, I want to inspire ideas to bring you together as a family to create and bond. You can display your artwork around your home as a reminder of the fun you can have together or you can share it with others. Think of Family Art Fridays as little tips or table topics, if you will. My intention is to give you a framework and offer suggestions. It will be up to you and your kiddos to dream up the possibilities. I'll wrap up today's episode with one final thought. While my life has taken some twists and turns on this beautiful journey I call my life, this show would not be what it is today without each and every decision and challenge faced along the way. I am grateful for my experiences and grateful to you for tuning in to listen and allowing me to be your partner on this adventure in parenting. Thanks for tuning in to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. 
If you're enjoying this podcast, please share us with a friend and head on over to iTunes and leave us a review there and let us know you're enjoying the show. If you're looking for more tips on raising smart kids, head to Amazon.com and pick up a copy of my first book, Raising a Superhero, How to Unleash Your Child's Eight Superpowers and Propel Learning Through the Arts. Thanks for allowing me to be your guide on this parenting adventure, and I look forward to catching you next time.